I woke up this morning just knowing in my soul I was gearing for a fight. And if it wasn't for my mother, I'm pretty sure I might have gotten it. You're listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast. It's only because a nigga blessed. Welcome back to Black Girl Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for a belated episode of The Umbrella Academy Season 2, Episode 10, The End of Something. This episode was directed by Jeremy Webb, written by Steve Blackman. And as far as ratings for this episode, I gave it a 9.6 out of 10. I thought it was a very apropos wrap up to the series or, well, not to the series, because hopefully we are getting a season three. I'd be very shocked if we are not. Uh, But definitely a great end to this season, although the end had me just a bit baffled. But there was a lot of drama before this recording of the Umbrella Academy. I usually don't jump into all the things that are going on in my life, but today, man, I think I have stated enough times I've been dealing with these neighbors since I've moved that are the epitome of what makes some of us that are brown and black look bad. And (laughs) these, uh, these upstairs neighbors are a shining example of that. And I have tried everything within my power and ability with these apartments to do something about it but today there was a domestic and I just the kids were outside and I could not take it anymore and I ended up calling the popo now I am not one to call the popo for no reason because you know they're they're my mom's a little crazy about the popo she's like don't approach them they'll shoot you in the face and I'm like now okay look (laughs) I know the world is a crazy place (laughs) however everyone is not your enemy and the minute you start thinking that is the minute that you know you gotta judge and gauge a situation these two officers were the nicest people ever and they were very empathetic they didn't have to listen to me as long as they did there are good police officers out there i know it is not what some people want to hear right now after the momentous evidence of bad officers so i get that I'm not saying don't feel the way you feel. I'm just not of the opinion that I'm going to coat everyone with the same brush. Although I, yes, am aware because I'm not stupid either. I didn't just roll up on that car. I was like, so hi, I'm going to be like 10 feet away and wave at you and be like, I'm I'm (laughs) non-threatening. But no, they were really, they understood as the domestic. It's not like they were showing up. It, it, It was a different situation, but um very nice officers she got smart with them that's when you know you ain't shit when officers come to your door and they you so used to dealing with the police that you already like i'm not giving you my name bitch you don't even live here you ain't on the damn fucking lease so that's a whole other thing (laughs) what what made the situation crazy today was the fact that i just did my part i just wanted the record of i called the police I have her name now. I have her information. I can get this case log. I can take it to my apartments and I'm pretty much gonna tell them either she moves or I move. One or the other. I'm just at the point where we're close to the end of my lease. I can just move. It's no big deal, but I'm not giving you the rest of this money because you have not done anything about this situation I've had to deal with for almost a year. 
But what, like I said, what took it to the whole nother level is we had left, the cops left, everything was fine, it went away. She did try to come downstairs a few times, but the police were still there and they were like, yeah, you, you come down here, you're going to get, they just like, you know, they warned me, she is one of those. So just don't answer the door when she comes because she's going to come. And I was of the same mind. I'm like, I'm not dealing with this child. But this child decided, because we even saw her. I'm like, this is not even a grown ass woman. She is younger than I. I'm like, y'all know I'm 35, about to be 36. Oh my God. (laughs) But I will cry in my pea soup about that in two more months. This is a little 22 year old, 24, 25 year old girl. How she fucking has nine kids, I don't know. But things did not, I can, I can, mm, okay. Cause I was not trying to drag her life, but she asked me to drag her life in front of the entire neighborhood. And I am, if anyone knows me, like my mom was shocked the entire time. She's like, you're not confrontational. <laughs> you're usually like, this is not you, but this is the same mother that nicknamed me Shira. And that was for a reason because Shira came out in full full form today and uh she told this woman all about herself in front of the whole entire neighborhood at a very loud volume <laughs> people were shutting their windows <laughs> some were looking out their windows she turned her car around and chased me so she clearly asked for the curse out that was coming then she tried to throw some shit at me i'm like you you're talking out of nothing you yeah you have nothing for me i don't even know why you chased me down except to get yourself embarrassed Cause I don't even, I think I may have said some, you section A bitch that you need to take care of your kids. And that I felt sorry for them. They don't go to school. Maybe if she would concern herself more about getting a job and taking care of herself, then maybe she wouldn't have to be worried about what the police are doing at her door. Then she tried to deny the fact that she was even being kicked out by her husband. I'm like, bitch, I got it on audio. Okay, cause I was actually trying to record Umbrella Academy when this all popped off. <laughs> And I could not record the episode because of the domestic situation happening upstairs. So I have it all on my audio thing of them clearly fighting. when I heard the boom, 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 boom. And as someone who grew up in a domestic household, I know that sound. That means you just got your ass hit and he hit you. And you kicked out your kids out of the house. I mean, I've been down this road and that's why I think it hit me in a way that I really wanted to beat her ass (laughs) like my mom had to physically restrain me from whooping her ass like she was asking for it she wasn't gonna get out the car because she already knew she knew she wanted me to be arrested in this case and scenario that's why she was antagonizing me but I was like girl I'm not that crazy but if you would have got out the car you best believe and you would put on me I would have enjoyed thoroughly thoroughly whooping her ass because that's how it would have went down. There's no if ands, and buts about it. And I probably would have put it in the damn hospital. Because when I see red, I see nothing but crimson. And it's a reason why I don't get in the fights very often. <laughs> because I don't think that there's a part where I go into Hulk mode. And I'm not quite there. That's why we named her Shira. Because my, my very, very uh, peace-loving self would never do... And usually I don't even act a fool in front of everybody or scream like that. Like that is so not me. But I had to get down to her level or at least the devil in me came down to her level. (laughs) And that is how we have spent our afternoon. And it is now 
almost eight o'clock at night. So that is my whole story I had to give out before I started this podcast because that's what happened today to me. And I'm still coming down from it because I'm like, I know them kids going to be back in the hallway tomorrow. And it's not them kids fault. It's not. And that's why I be trying to tell like the oldest. I'm like, baby, this is not your fault. This is your mother and whoever she's living with. And he don't give a damn because he keeps kicking you out. (laughs) So now that you have heard all about my late afternoon shenanigans, let us get into this recap. I feel better now that I've got it all off my chest. I actually wish someone was recording because my mom was having the best time. It's like she wanted to get some popcorn and almost called my cousins like, you need to come down here and see Cher work. So enough of that. Let's get into this recap. We start in 2006. All the Umbrella Academy kids shuffle out into the snow in the backyard. We see that they're all teenagers still, relatively since I don't know when you start looking like an adult self, but we're going to say 13, 14. And this is the funeral of Ben. I really love the way this scene was shut up, uh, set up. The aerial shot, the snow. I love snow. They don't do enough snow in movies and TV shows in particular. So I do enjoy seeing the lovely, white, beautiful shot of snow as a backdrop. I also like the fact that they have a squid on Ben's coffin. I thought that was a nice touch. I liked all the umbrellas, uh, the very somber mood. Then Hargreaves show up with, you know, Robo Wife and Pogo to give the eulogy. And he says there are forces pushing back against evil in the world. And what has happened to Ben is one of the things that happen when evil cosmically wins and the good people aren't, those good forces aren't pushing back against it and that it just exists in the world. And he says there are heroes out there that face adversity with unblinking courage and are willing to sacrifice for another Unfortunately, all of you pieces of shit ain't it and have allowed Ben to die due to your failures. You fucking bitch, why you bully me? Everyone asking. Vibe is not here during this time and I can't help but think if he were, this would have went a lot differently. (laughs) And I think that's something they're trying to emulate throughout the season. There are a few things like five at the end of this episode where there was a tragedy and I think starting off with this scene about Ben and what they don't ever explain what happened to Ben. Clearly, he just went down on a mission. <laughs> and that's the that's the story that needs to be told. And that's fine with me. I don't necessarily need the, the details. And it's clear that their father blamed them for that. Not only during this eulogy, when they say it wasn't our fault. He's like, I don't have no time for excuses. And he says that you know, you guys should remember this feeling, keep it in your hearts because allow this to fester so that you will never lose another person again. And that training is canceled for today in respect for your brother, but it will start again tomorrow at 6 a.m. It's the hard knock life for us. It's the hard knock life for us. The music in the scene, for some reason, it's not the same music because I listened to it twice just to make sure, but it reminded me of Simon's instrumental score in Misfits when they had the Milkman episode and the first time that he turned around and he put on that hoodie and everyone knows that scene if you watch that episode (laughs) and I'm gonna try to get Mimi and Shy to watch Misfits because it's the best thing ever 
after that massacre yeah i i very much was in that particular uh mood for this scene and i really enjoyed that again if you don't know what i'm referencing you won't get it but if you do i wonder if you agree and even pogo didn't step in to alleviate the tears or try to tell them well your father doesn't really mean it's your fault he's just like yeah i'm gonna walk off and uh what he said i was very surprised not even grace but she's a robot so i mean i don't know what her settings are at this point uh vanya does concur with allison that this was not your fault but diego tells her she wasn't even there causing her to run off and luther's like well for fuck's sake why do you have to do this diego because this is diego's role he just loves fucking with people and that you know uh i was just saying what we were all thinking but you still said it even if you're thinking something you don't have to say it you can just keep it to yourself this causes Allison to wonder that Diego can actually think, which causes a fight between the siblings and Klaus sees Ben for the first time after he has died because he tries to conjure him back. I'm not sure if he did or he didn't, but he did make an effort. Then he drank. And I love the voiceover work here they did because I'm not sure if how much of this was the actor or how much this was a voiceover to make him sound exactly like our Klaus. But he's taking a drink and he's like, the families went to a shit show since you left. And, you know, he's like, I think I should go to this light. It keeps telling me to go there. And he's like, oh, no, you should ignore the light and stay and watch me pissing dad's gas tank. And that's the story of how Ben, <laughs> that's how long Ben has been with Klaus, too, though. That's a really long time. I'm really, I get that Hargreaves is an alien. I'm just not sure I don't think it matters to him that these this familial unit is actually a familial unit except for the fact that it remains a unit like the familial part in there is for show (laughs) Uh, it's about your capabilities and how well you work together as a team but also he seems to want to as they stated earlier turn the kids against each other I don't know but I mean I get his parodying skills suck and that's the reason why they all became what they are but man how does how do you reconcile that with five meeting him and saying you know I always gave you a lot of shit as a kid you know I didn't understand is he able to say that because he didn't have to grow up you know he wasn't there when Ben died so he doesn't know about just how bad it got without him or he doesn't fully understand the trauma that was inflicted upon the siblings continuously because this shit ain't right this is not okay it's not okay when he talks down to diego even though i know i said last episode maybe he was trying to teach him a lesson even if you are man that's a hell of a lesson to teach i mean i'm pretty sure alfred never said hey bruce let me (laughs) like we'd have a different batman if hargreaves raised uh little bruce wayne right there's got to be something there and it's weird that five feels this connection to family and yet hargreaves who he does see as a whatever a necessary evil if that's what you want to call a necessary thing to be done because they they clearly have never tapped into their true potential but i think they never tapped into it because hargreaves was such a terrible father it's like they all got the worst version and i think that's what ties to the ending that maybe 
he has a new better version of everything because he made changes but are they for the good or for the worst right i think that's going to be a season three question to answer at elliot's which elliot <laughs> i'm still mad about elliot i'm not getting over his death this season and the fact that like i was really getting comfortable with them living at the house everyone has joined the black costume party <laughs> even allison changed as their mug shots are being paraded over the newscast after the assassination of being involved in said assassination like i know those other people got to be really excited like hey and then they left and they think they changed history like all this shit did not like i don't even know what the timelines are doing in this show i i have no idea and i'm done trying to figure it out but i did laugh as they were all given their descriptions because you got a cuban mental patient who's like cuban <laughs> fucking racist it is the 60s a russian which i didn't realize last episode because she was having those memories of the girl in the pool that's supposed to be an indication that that was indeed vanya's mother and i can see that i think that that makes a whole lot of sense the fbi killer <laughs> that's that's what the russian is she was already on the hit list then you have king kong the fighter which is luther who has ties to the, the mob because he worked with jack and then allison she's a negro <laughs> they said she incited stuff of course this is sixth season and you know she's still a negro so of course they would blame her all you had to do was say negro and that was the end of you didn't even have to say anything after that klaus of course who did not do much of anything but is still <laughs> they got his photo out there not an actual photo a cartoon character because they could not get his real photo looking like jesus as a cult leader and tax evader but man when i looked over and i did a double and a triple take of allison's outfit girl damn nigga what you doing out here with all this ass double cheeked up on a thursday afternoon hella ass the sun is still out my nigga she straight up gotta glow up and i'm feeling it while luther uh he celebrates the fact that they did indeed stop doomsday never mind they caused it and diego is still mourning the fact that he did not save kennedy from getting shot like that wasn't supposed to happen anyway Allison is like, are we ever going to discuss the fact that we're wanted by everyone and we should make a plan? And then they all start to argue. Five and Diego get into it about the fact that he first seconds his idea that the commission is coming after us and that's a big deal. And he's like, wait a minute, how do you know about the commission? Oh, I was headhunted by them and offered a job. And Five's like, you're not commissioned material and diego's like this did make me laugh because he's so he feels like the short person constantly trying to make up for his height difference to everyone who's much taller he's just that guy and we have to deal with that being diego's character it's sometimes annoying but it was funny here especially when he's like you guys don't understand i got shit going on i went to the infinite switchboard and made that my bitch you just want attention how he even said the line was 
really, really, really funny. <laughs> I loved everything about it. And then they start arguing with each other as Luther's like, this is not what we should do. Uh, Allison just has a seat because she's like, oh, here we go again. And Vanya goes upstairs to call Sissy because she senses Harlan is in distress. Sissy doesn't answer. So I heard some of the background because I do love the dialogue in the background when a character <laughs> is not in the room where she's like, or Allison is like, can you guys stop measuring each other's dicks for five minutes? And <laughs> Klaus is like, well, actually, Ben and I, and I'm like, oh, he hasn't accepted that Ben has gone. And while it is sad, it is true that, you know, he did die a long time ago. So it does make sense that he would not like directly react to all of that. Or at least the family wouldn't directly react to the fact that he finally went into the light. Then Vanya says she needs to go help Harlan. She's on her way out and they're like, no, we need to stay together because whether or not we're going to make this our last stand, the commission's coming after us or we're going to leave. But she says, I know that's what I'm telling you guys that I fucked up. I did something to Harlan when I saved him from drowning. And now he's in trouble because of me, but I'm scared and I need my family. So she asked him to come with her and Diego comes up to her first to give her the sad news. Like, I'm sorry, this is just not the right time for this. We need to face the other fight that we got coming or, or they're gonna, you know, they're gonna beat us. But she says, I understand, but she has to go. And because Five and Diego are now the number ones, <laughs> they're the adults the closest thing to adults now because they have more information than everyone else they've been to the mission uh klaus and allison silently agree so she says well i guess i'll see you i like the fact that she didn't go off about it though because she could have and it would have been valid like okay i asked you one thing but at the same time she knows she just literally caused all this shit and drama <laughs> and they all came for her and saved her from that so it's not like no, Vanya, I don't care about you at all. It's just more like, we got priorities right now and priority number one is the commission. Like, what's going on with Harlan? Unfortunate, but eh. Klaus then joins her in the car because she is sad that her family didn't join her, but at the same time, she's determined and he says, well, it sucks Ben's gone, like, right? But, you know, <laughs> she says, well, yeah, he saved me and he saved the world and then poof, he was gone. He was like, he's a fucking show off that figures but he didn't say anything right and I like the way how Klaus played this scene because like I said so many times I think Robert Sheehan does such a better job doing drama he's a natural at comedy and he plays it so well but he has acting chops and I've seen it so when I see it come through and they get, allow him to be less funny and more serious I appreciate that. So seeing him react to Ben's last words that he was scared to go into the light and that it was not Klaus's fault. He did not make him stay. And then we find out that Klaus has been feeling guilt for having Ben lose his chance at getting into heaven by having him stay. And he's been carrying that with him. And I'm not sure if we ever saw any evidence of that. And that's unfortunate because they've had plenty of interactions and not once has it been apparent 
that Klaus felt any guilt about and I'm really trying <laughs> really hard to find something tangible to support that case and it's just not there but then she's like well I have to go and he's like no I'm coming with you and then Allison and Diego join and they're like yeah well if the commission's gonna kill us I might as well kill us at the farm <laughs> five's like uh I'm coming too and, sh and she's more to him to anyone else like oh five you really don't have to even though she just asked him and he's like yeah I know you owe me sis but kids right in the back and I love that Klaus didn't even hesitate to get his ass back there and then Luther crawls into the trunk of the car making the whole thing dip and he's like look if y'all make any fat jokes I'm out so off the family go I thought it was a lovely family moment did we need to have the no we don't want to help you Vanya to the five seconds later of no we're gonna help you Vanya <laughs> eh, but I understand the conflict the Swede is following them in his ice cream truck and I kept, can't help but think he is on our side after the handler's deception and I was right about that. So they all get to the farm and apparently Harlan is causing a cold front but I was happy because it was snow and it was back and y'all know I just said how I felt about snow. And Sissy always with that damn gun on the ready. Can't say that about her. She knows she's strapped and ready. <laughs> to kill someone she puts a gun on them because she's like yeah i looked at the news looks like some things are going on vanya explains that they are here to help you really need to put that gun down because quite frankly after you just saw what i did and harlan did you should know that you know i mean after what happened to your husband i think i would definitely not have that gun <laughs> anywhere near people with superpowers but vanya tries to reach harlan and then Lila and the handlers show up. Klaus is like, who's those folks? But Five and Diego says, we're going to go talk to them to see what they want. At least Diego did call her his ex because this relationship is doomed. Your brother killed her parents. I don't know how that works out in the end. Other than we do like you and we're family and we will love you. <laughs> Handler, though, doesn't want Lila talking to Five when she's like, you know what you did. Girl, if you were so enraged as they're trying to make me feel this character is about someone killing your parents and you don't have any any question marks about Handler's involvement in that, I I really don't know what they try to do with Lila here other than I hope she doesn't come back season three. I don't care that, you know, what you call it, loved her. I, he loved the last chick. And as far as the timeline goes, that was only 14 days ago that patch died and he was in love with her too but at least their relationship was over <laughs> they recently did at least have sex so um handler is bringing justice against them because like we're here on official business we need to bring the person that killed the board uh like to justice i think i said those words that was redundant sentence and Diego is shocked that five killed the board. She's like, you didn't tell them? He's like, I did what I did for my family. One, writers, stop writing the same dialogue for him. This kid is too fucking talented and the spotlight is on him way too much for you to keep giving him the same exact lines. He literally said, I did it for my family at least 15 times this season. I can turn it into a drinking game and be thoroughly drunk. If I can do that, that means you have over 
repetize if that is that a word you have repeated a line too much for me to be okay with but then uh handler and lila are saved because oh wait no i, I skipped the part because she brings all of the commission because it's like seven of us against two of you and i don't know why diego would think she wouldn't bring people from the commission but she does and we even see people in the bring back the callback to the season one of cha-cha and hazel with those masks we got some of that but she has at least 2k in backup and they start shooting i don't know how no one got shot (laughs) but i did love uh diego and five running with no cover and it took a really long time for five just to transport them to the damn house or at least to some safety and as they're all being pinned down about to get shot up because there's nothing they can do at this particular moment vanya ends that shit quickly hold up i'm busy killing these bitches and did a good job of showing the shot of handler and lila clearly in some type of uh i don't know force field to protect them from vanya's force field but it was clear at this point she could mimic powers this is lila's ability because they could say how did she do that but i mean come on guys uh, I know y'all are a little slow on the on the uptick, but <laughs> mimicking seemed pretty clear what she was doing. And we kind of got an indication of this when she was fighting five. I figured she had to have some power. Was I shocked and like, oh my god, Lila can do this? Nope, was not. Um, but it was cool to see her. I, I love when she when Klaus was like, oh, and then she used Vanya's power she's like it's unoriginal like Vanya just did that you can't even do your own good shit that's awesome and blows them all back before Vanya does it though we did see Diego sacrificing himself for five like you get to the house he doesn't have any more juice left because he's tired and I'm glad they finally explained that because they didn't in two seasons but I figured that's what it was and then he gets into the house and is underneath the table under the hail of bullets and we see diego under pressure develop a new ability which is to stop and curve bullets we've never seen him develop this before but apparently under pressure everyone on team umbrella academy can do a lot more than they are holding themselves back from like their issues with their family and their father are what keeps them from being the success they can but it's nice to see that that scene from the beginning of the season did connect back because I was like none of them developed those powers the way like we didn't see that but then we see that no in that previous timeline they did learn to handle their powers in this case they just kind of under death threat (laughs) or threat of death they they discovered more abilities that they could do like Diego curving the bullets and then not only that but Klaus who is tossed and everyone else like uh Allison goes into a hay thing and then uh, uh Diego gets trapped by a the tractor but then Klaus who's about to hit the ground because he's like ouch 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 before he even hits it and he's caught by two dead people um when he screams catch me so he has an instinctual and those weren't people he knew those two dead cowboys he has an instinctual self-preservation and when he when he taps into it it, apparently they can do a lot more than they think so i thought that was a really cool 
thing to learn five saves luther from falling bricks because he's like luther are you okay uh, i think i swallowed my tongue well you wouldn't be able to talk if you didn't swallow if you swallowed your tongue and is crushed by the bricks when lila shows up and luther's like um so you got problems with my brother he causes that actually i'm talking about five well him too uh but they're family so he gets his ass kicked she tosses him out of the house and she says that you know you need to believe in yourself basically if he was not such a you know he didn't have such a low self-esteem he probably could be a lot stronger than than he portrays because yeah he does not do like he took a rocket to the fucking back that's pretty fucking strong lila also um also goes out to meet up with allison because she runs to luther to make sure he's okay and the girls exchange hellos like oh i haven't met you yet um i'm lila she's like i'm allison punch in the face and then she kicks her in the face then she's like oh i like you and then they have a little fight which i thought was pretty good because it showed that allison can fight because lord knows they'd be making sure her fighting skills are wasted like don't give me an actual tete a tete and then have allison get her ass kicked like they did season one and someone else said she might make a good storm and i kind of conclude she would make a great storm <laughs> i thought the person that played storm in the last movie had the aesthetic but also they didn't give her anything to do which is why that movie was terrible and we are talking about x-men but after she is you know, she wins the fight and she's about to rumor her her rumor is pushed back on her that she's told not to breathe luther then begs her to breathe like you gotta fight it i didn't know you could fight a rumor but apparently you can especially when your brother kind of kisses you during resuscitation and then he's like well by the way i didn't mean to actually french kiss you and she's like luther just shut up (laughs) it made me come back alive because i will live for you we got it they love each other diego's like well that's nice can y'all actually come and fucking help me because i'm pinned down so five distracts lila they get into a fight as they rescue diego as five and lila are fighting because he she is able to mimic his skill set and she throws a pan at him (laughs) waits for him where he's gonna go and throws the pan and then he's like how are you doing this five you should definitely know why she's doing it but i think he probably meant like like i guess none of it dawned on them that hey we may be not be the only person out there that has superpowers especially with a commission but whatever the family runs in as they're having their fight because five's like wait a minute i don't even know who the fuck your parents are <laughs> then he's she's like 1993 and da 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 and he's like oh yeah um that was a job it was not personal she's like well i've killed people too and it's always been personal and he's like well that's why you are not an assassin or you're not meant to be an assassin at the commission unfortunately i'm a stone cold killer i didn't even like apparently him and handler weren't even working together he's like handler's the one that faked the paperwork for all of that shit because you know you know you've worked at the commission i love how he puts that rationale on her you work there do you ever see a person showing up at a scene for a hit that's unusual 
he said he wasn't even sure why the flower people were uh even chosen to be assassinated he's just doing his job and that she was there he never figured out what she was doing there but that she was there for her the little girl we saw her earlier trying to the handler get harlan on to her team i'm not sure what that scene was about other than the fact because we know that she used or she's trying to get these little kids but how many has she gotten how many has how many other people out there are turning these other 48 kids or how many into their own little personal weapons so after five drops all this knowledge like hey you can be mad at me but you have to also understand as two people who worked for the commission that are assassins that we we took orders and your parents unfortunately were in order then um diego comes in to say well actually i thought it was funny first when they're all outside talking about how the hell lila can mimic their powers they're like wait a minute she's probably one of us dad never told us everything so (laughs) it's possible and diego wonders if lila is their biological sister because he already tapped that and don't worry you're not the only family member who and that's another great point though I never considered that all of these alien children are actually biologically sister and brother. (laughs) It would kind of make sense. Whatever's happening on the dark side of the moon, it clearly happened after this Kennedy event. I don't know, but I loved Diego's face (laughs) around the idea that he probably fucked his sister. (laughs) And then that's what Klaus says. Can she marry all of our powers at the same time? and that's when diego comes in it's like look you need to listen to her listen look um handler's been using you yeah i left the fucking uh commission because you kidnapped me and i needed to save the end of the fucking world and if you know anything about me because you love me i have a hero complex so of course i was coming back to save the fucking world and then um she points out or he points out like hey we're your real family and that she stole you the handler and then five's like we should just kill her and he's like five i got it damn shit (laughs) and that you know that the handler's fucked up and that you are scared about all the power that she has which is the reason why you brought me to the commission in the first place again where this tangible evidence is to support this was her thought process not there but i'm going with it and then that you know i know what it's like to be around monsters but and he looks all at his family he's like but they love me back and i was like oh and then earlier when diego got released in him and luther <laughs> they were like team zero i diego did do a lot of character growth this season i will give him that always the dick however he definitely understands now that my family is important i love them and they love me and then the handler comes in and kills them all. Now fuck that bitch. Fuck that bitch. Fuck that bitch. Fuck that bitch. Because I was very, very, very distracted <laughs> by her talking to Harlan. I did not expect this whatsoever. So I was like, oh no, everybody just got got. And that's when Lila is like, Diego, which is really terrible acting on her part. Then she's like, it's true. They're not lying to me. You really did. She's like, I need to know we're going to get past this. And then she tries to kill her. So Handler kills her as well. 
Then the Swede, or then we find out Five is still alive. And she's about to finish him off because she's like, I'm glad you got to see all this play out. When the Swede kills her and is about to finish Five off, although he looks sad and like he did not want to do it, when we finally get the words seconds instead of decades coming into play in this motherfucker wild time. even tell you how happy I was when this scene was going down I was literally rooting like you know how those people like I was acting a damn fool Aiden Gallagher is such the star of the show I think I've said it a million times but man give him his own series he is someone who is murdering it like even with him just sitting there dying he was acting his ass off because you can hear the words coming through and he's thinking about all of us his mistakes and the fact that he got them trapped in time here and all the guilt he has on himself ah that scene was just straight up poetry and the flashbacks of his dad saying that word Hmm. and he's always been that lone survivor with the ability to change the outcome and he was never there before and maybe that's why ben died and he was there to stop the apocalypse this time because he even said before, like, the difference is, is I'm here, even though he changed time back in that day. But that's a whole other thing. <laughs> but he come, this all goes back to him being able to get the gun out of the handler's hand. Enough for Lila to say, you bitch, you betrayed me. And also enough time for, uh, for Lila to disappear with the suitcase when the Swede shows up and kills the handler. And I was like, Herb, in the, in the scene next is she really dead because i need y'all to put at least 14 more bullets in her and make sure she doesn't have a body double because let me tell you something in season three if i see kate walsh i may just throw my head into a wall i do not like her characterization of the handler i i get it i'm supposed to not like her but i was beyond over not liking her i was just like you need uh you need an overlord <laughs> there needs to be something else going on with you other than as Mimi pointed out dressing up like Effie going around being just the absolute worst because this is not even conniving as much as it's just ugh, opportunist opportunistic that's the word so the Swede and five look at each other for a little while and uh he says enough in Russian and that is enough for the Swede because he's like enough and then he just puts his gun down and leaves and I was like really sad that I didn't get more of the Swede because I really like that guy you guys know I hope we see him again because that would be awesome when it turns out like if he has one of the powers too uh I uh the fact that we're gonna get more of these kids is great so now uh two family members are loving their sister ish <laughs> klaus is like who the hell was that guy it's a valid question vanya is able to save harlan i was so over this storyline with harlan not even gonna lie herb and dot arrive with a oh my word <laughs> i love them too too like I, next season i need to hear that herb and dot have married 
And now the handler, they asked, it was like, is the handler dead dead? Cause she needs to be dead dead. Herb, she's like, just tell him, is the acting chairperson. I loved Herb and Diego's um, fist bump. I thought that was really cool. I love that we're bringing Diego into the fight or into the commission shit. I think all of them will eventually get into the commission shit, but because they said you guys are all legends. When I said that before, legends indicate, and Five was already a fucking legend. So if he's like the top of the food chain, worst or most badass assassin, I cannot imagine what everyone else's role is. And they know because they're the time police. They know what their futures are, but they don't ask their futures, which is a little weird because I at least would have tried it. But five says well can we ask a favor never mind i'm the one that killed the board that needs to be newly elected because you know you were trying to save your family <laughs> and handler set it all up set it up for him to fail mind you and, that, and that's why i was like diego why you was tripping all five like i can't believe you killed the commission it's a shit show or the board it's a shit show at the commission and then he's like <laughs> she's like who says that everyone <laughs> says that you're the worst no one like the board being gone is a big deal and i don't know why diego didn't put it together that he had set this plan up that's what was supposed to get them back home the first time like you guys missed the deadline no wonder he was shitty and uh he says can we get a briefcase so we can go back to our timeline and he's like well take your pick because there's a whole bunch that's why i was like what do you mean why did you uh luther was it luther that stopped diego or diego that stopped luther from getting the suitcase to let her get away because i'm like there's like 50 out of there why did y'all even need to ask the question vanya is still thinking sissy and harlan are going to get them come to the future despite the fact they have a really shitty future in 1960 but this whole relationship i didn't care about i didn't i wanted to try so hard to love it but sissy was actually pissing me off like i can't put harlan through anything else i'll do anything for you vanya but i can't put harlan through i can't help but think harlan's gonna grow up and look at his mom like you bitch like my dad was not a bad person (laughs) you met a russian fucking spy or a meta and yeah sure she saved my life but now i got fucking powers (laughs) (laughs) that maybe i should not have and i know your actions and her actions caused me to kill my dad and y'all talking and making kissing noises each other i'm fucking sleeping over here like i seen what y'all did like y'all was home wrecking straight up ray got a note and i thought that was nice that she left him one saying you know after we save the world i'll be long gone he wasn't coming to the future anyway so this was appropriate for them because she says you changed me it changed all of us being in this time period vanya and diego i thought it was cute both of them mourning their failing love lives (laughs) on the porch they're they're both so not inclined to be vulnerable and they allow themselves to be swede joins klaus's cult and i couldn't help but want to see the spinoff to that Harlan is telekinetic as I stated off to New Mexico with his mom and by the fact that he now sports black he is either a new member of the Umbrella Academy or the new possible nemesis for season three (laughs) like you home wrecking bitch my eyes on you Klaus why the hat don't know as they're leaving um Luther does try to call Jack to stop him from killing Oswald and dying himself 
But no, he doesn't die. Not Jack Ruby. But uh, Luther doesn't. He's not, he doesn't get to say goodbye. And I thought that was kind of sad because Luther was like, "Yeah, you were kind of like a, a father figure figure to me." despite the fact that you really weren't a good father but my father was so terrible that anything <laughs> would be better they teleport to the day after the apocalypse in 2019 and they are happy that they have succeeded at something and they are going to get a drink allison mentions claire and i'm like oh only the second time you realize you have a daughter and now i don't even know if you have a daughter anymore um, but things are changed um because instead of five in front of the mantle it is uh ben reggie is there and says i knew one day you guys would show back up and they're like oh well we thought you were dead <laughs> he's like you're alive it's like of course i am why wouldn't i be clearly he knows fi- uh, time travel is a thing so I- i'm a little confuddled on this ending scene it was a good ending scene because they turn around and it's like this is not the umbrella academy anymore it's the sparrow academy and apparently one of their members is an actual arubus cube because <laughs> that's what i saw up there it was a cube of some kind and ben is alive with a terrible haircut calling them assholes and i'm not okay with that and <laughs> he clearly disowned them after meeting them in 1960 and that's just oh god he's the worst he's the worst so what's this new season because these don't look like the same actors it would be nice if they were the same actors um but they're clearly going to have a whole new group of super super powered people that they're going to meet which is kind of cool in one way because we've always been wondering what's going on with these other kids that were born and I love the fact that <laughs> it's the one thing Handler uh, did that Hargreaves didn't. He's like, my father didn't murder my parents to get me. He just paid for me. <laughs> paid for us. So at least whatever his his uh, sins, he did not murder to get us. I really love that line. So where does this leave us? Because they said shit. Because they know things have changed and it's not for the better. And i i'm curious wow what was that i'm curious as to what this will all mean but i'm mad because i'm probably gonna have to wait like a year and a half before i have any resolution to that uh to that question and that's too bad because this was a really fun season i think i liked it better than season one i think i liked it more than season one the family dynamic is what really drove it most of the storyline i didn't really care about the handler you know i didn't care about lila i did care about elliot the swedes were interesting but we didn't like we got more question marks around them than answers but they're the the world's expansive enough to have aliens and people with powers that you can kind of go anywhere and i think they've stated I have never read the comics so I don't know that they have went past the comics or they're possibly skipping a storyline in the comics which is fine by me uh but I I want to know more how does five know about Claire remember he mentioned that in season one but maybe they retconned some shit but I have talked on and on and on and on about how I feel about the episode because we do after feedback have to get to the Umbrella Academy Awards now you can send in feedback two ways you can send it in email format or you can record an audio feedback and send that in 
tblackgirlcouch at gmail.com. I just ask that we keep the audio under 10 minutes. And that is exactly what our next two feedbackers did. So without further ado. First up, we got Miss Shy. Hey, Christina. It's me. Yes, surprise, surprise. I was able to, uh, I, hopefully, I was able to make it um, in providing some feedback for the Umbrella Academy finale. I was really disappointed that I wouldn't have been able to do it, but hopefully um, this makes it to you in time. I keep forgetting that you're an hour behind me, so hopefully um, I did make it, but if not, I did try, so... That's all I can do. Anyway, um, as for the episode itself, I did enjoy it. It was it was good. Um, had a few side eye moments in there, but overall, it was a pretty decent finale. I mean, it definitely did what, and at least for me, it did what it intended to do, which is get me excited for season three with that um, cliffhanger that they left us with, which I'll talk about momentarily. As for how I want to do this, um, since I'm trying not to go on forever and ever on my thoughts on the episode, I'll just, you know, highlight what stood out to me. Um, I will say in the beginning with the Ben funeral, that stood out to me. Um, We saw Reginald doing his usual Reginald thing and turning Ben's funeral into um i guess his version of a teaching moment um berating them for uh ben dying and them failing so it was a bit harsh you know they are kids but again um as been pointed out i guess by you and mamie um i'm not sure yeah both i mean he is i mean of course i knew as well uh he's an alien and he came to this planet for a reason, um, and he sees these children as soldiers, and he's there to train them for a bigger and better purpose in his eyes, which is to save the world. And so there's no time for pleasantries. There's no time to baby anybody because there's a mission that needs to be um taken care of and it's his, he felt it was his place to prepare them so um that's what his focus was and again as an alien i'm sure the emotional side of things that is so important to the human race it might not be as important for his um for his kind anyway um so that was interesting and the Scene between Ben and Klaus and seeing that backstory of Ben deciding not to cross over but hang around um, instead. Um, I also thought it was interesting later on when Klaus was talking to Vanya that we get to see that because of that decision he had some feelings of guilt um, believing that it was him talking been into staying is you know what kept Ben from crossing over and then so that was and it was also interesting that Ben must have understood that because of what he said to Vanya um his last words to Vanya 
uh, was that is to say he wasn't to blame and that you know it was his decision basically so that was interesting because that kind of puts a different spin for me on their dynamic um, in the first two seasons um, because I had no idea that Klaus was feeling this type of guilt so yeah that definitely um, helped me understand that dynamic a little bit better um so I think I'll just move right into the big the big scene of everyone meeting up at the farm uh to save Harlan um Vanya getting the vibe why am I saying vibe she's not vibe she's getting the um connection with Harlan and finding out that you know he's in trouble and she needs to go and see what's going on I, you know, for a minute there, you know, when she was like imploring her siblings to come with her to help her to support her. And they were like, nah, dog, you know, you on your own. I was really side eyeing them. Like, are y'all serious right now? After y'all went out of y'all way, you know, Diego coming back, they go up and to the FBI building to save Vanya. They risk their lives to save her um, from, you know, destroying the planet or starting Doomsday, all that good stuff. They've come back and then they're like, no, you're on your own. So, yeah, I was for a minute there. I was like, are you serious? But I was glad to see that. They did indeed come together and um, head to the farm to um, help their sister out. But as for the farm scene, this is where the side eye stuff comes in. I'm sure I'm pretty sure Christina and I'm pretty sure Mimi as well is going to have something to say about this scene. And the scene I'm referring to is when Five and Diego go out to meet the handler and Lila out in the field. Um, you know, they have their little moment and then all the other agents, you know, pop up, you know, time travel into uh, the field. So we're th- I'm thinking there's about a thousand at the minimum, a thousand agents with automatic rifles pointing at five and Diego ready to kill. And from what I understand, these are supposed to be train killers. <laughs> so why and I do mean why did we get a scene where five and Diego are running towards the house and these agents are running towards them shooting at them with these automatic weapons and not one not a one of these bullets hit Five or Diego. Not a flesh wound, not a bullet hole. I mean, bullets flying all around their feet. Not one of these thousand weapons was able to get to Diego or Five. I'm not even going to mention Luther, Allison, and Klaus that were, you know, closer to the house. I mean, that was. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I'm like, okay, people, let, let's not, let's not go crazy with the, with the unrealistic scenes here. And then my question becomes, why couldn't Five teleport them closer to the house like he eventually did? Why do we even have to have that running scene? That, and it just didn't make any kind of sense. And so, <laughs> I'm like sitting here, 
looking at that scene like, are y'all serious right now? Are y'all serious? Anyway, so I will say that about that. Um, I thought the scene with five turning back time after the handler comes in, busts it in, and um, kills everybody. I thought that was pretty cool. So we got the the um, the callback to Reginald's um, speech to five. So there we go. That um, ended up coming into play. I think I'm done bashing Lila. So I'm not even going to talk about her being a tad bit extra in this episode like it's far reaching that the handler could be up to no good or be manipulative but you know yeah it is what it is and then we got the handler dying and yeah i'm with her is, is she dead for real um because we thought that last season and that ended up not being the case so hopefully it's the case this season Anyway, um, those are my thoughts. Uh, I don't have much time left, so those are the main things that stood out to me. Um, the Harlan thing, that was okay, I guess. Um, well, the cliffhanger, of course, is really what you know stood out to me, obviously, because it's got me excited for season three. So that was not surprising that... When they went back to the future, the future was dramatically different. You know, all that tomfoolery that they did in the 60s definitely caught up to them in some way. So it's very interesting to know in what way did their shenanigans in the 60s affect what's going on in the present. Because we all knew that was coming. There was no way they were going to do all that they were doing and there not be some ripple effects especially them being on FBI, Most Wanted, all the stuff that they did. So I'm, I'm glad to know that there were some serious repercussions for that. Anyway, that's all I have for now. Um, I'm almost at 10 minutes. So um, until next time, much love, peace, and Black Girl Magic, Queen of the Couch, Shy. I'm just going to tell you right now, it is very fun to just sit back and listen <laughs> to the the feedback i have no issues reading none so if anyone ever wants to send written feedback it is perfectly fine however listening to the audio directly from the feedbackers it just causes a little thrill in my stomach so i appreciate it just on some few things uh that shy highlighted one you did make it you made it since i was all of 24 hours Like, look, I tried, I I don't know what happened between the time I took a shower, put on my lotion, and woke up at 2 p.m. I don't, I I don't know what happened. So, also, I think you're correct that this did do what it needed to do for a finale. Got us excited for season three. Um, I really think you did a good job on the analysis of Hargreaves. I mean, I know I've been saying he's a douche, but I think you summed it up way better. You know, he's just not someone who puts those priorities like love and affection <laughs> and empathy. Those aren't things that connect with him, of course, because he's an alien. I think we mentioned it before, but I think the way you just clarified it for me uh, definitely puts a pin in that. Uh, your side eye of that scene with them in the field. Yes, I agree. I think I roasted it in the podcast. There's just... 
<laughs> I mean, I get what they were trying to do. Oh, look at this massive threat so that Vanya can come out and do her thing. But man, did everything else have to go to the wayside as far as rationality when it came to it? Because someone should have at least got winged. And then uh, definitely a ripple effect for time. They have to. I think they've literally, like, you know, on that chart that Barry, that Cisco, I should say, used to draw on the whiteboard, you know, how he did Flashpoint and he showed it just diverged right here. I think there's like 20 different branches right now and the Umbrella Academy is responsible for all of them. That's what my summing up of the equation is. So that is Shy's thoughts on the episode. Let's get into Mimi's. What up, Stina? What it do? Um, so I'm going to try and make this uh, short. Um, I don't like listening to my own voice. Um, so I'm not going to do a very long feedback. I'm going to try and make it way less than 10 minutes. 10 minutes being the max. Um, so bear with me. This is my first time ever sending audio recording feedback. So bear with me. I'm just going to go through my notes and probably talk about just the points that I um, found interesting or like whatever my extreme emotion was while watching this um, episode I will say even though it was the season finale I wasn't I didn't like it that much it was okay but I do think the season finale and season one was more dramatic maybe that's not the right word but I I feel like I enjoyed it more um, so here is my feedback for Umbrella Academy season two, episode 10. Let's get this started. So, um, the opening scene I really enjoyed from 2006, um, when they were at Ben's funeral, um, and we see them all, like we got to see like a dynamic of them as kids. I'm not sure, but the kids look different from season one. I could be wrong, but no one looked the same if I'm remembering correctly. But I know season one was like two years ago. So I don't even remember what happened a couple of weeks ago. So I'm no, I'm not going to remember anything that happened two years ago. But I could be wrong. Um, I did like the interaction between Ben and Klaus. I never realized that Klaus could see Ben when they were younger. I thought he had only seen him like when they got older after he got sober so that was an interesting little tidbit um i will say reginald's an asshole because the way he like dragged the shit out of them at ben's funeral like making them think oh you guys are such heroes and then at the end like dragging them like we know he drags them but that was like real effed up because they are at their brother's funeral like seriously if there's gonna be a time when you want to be a little gentle bitch that's when you do it um i really got sick of vanya because i feel like she just don't learn shit um i understand she feels like harlan is going through some stuff and she feels it but if she had just listened the first time maybe he wouldn't ever you know had them episodes maybe he would have been okay if she wasn't there I think their connection and her like feeling overwhelmed when she was being with FBI is what caused him to have those reactions but she's been getting on my nerve this whole season I know um Ellen Page is a favorite and people love Vanya but she get on my damn nerve she just always fucking shit up um 
I did like the scene when they were all got in the car and Luther got his big ass in the back and the car dipped and he was like if anyone says anything I'm out and I laughed so hard because right before he said that I was like damn Luther big as hell and he was like any fat jokes and I'm leaving and I was like oops well my bad that was pretty funny um I also really love Lila's powers like I remember when we saw her with five and they were like it looked like they were like zipping out and it looked like she had the same powers as him and I was thinking does she mimic people's powers or does she have all the powers like I watched this episode um last week sometime I just wanted to like think it over and then listen to the podcast from the previous episode before I sent in feedback so I was thinking like she might not absorb powers maybe she has all of them maybe because of the way she was trained she does have everyone's powers they didn't really specify i think they wanted us to think that she had the ability to just mimic people's uh powers but what if she has all of them because that goes back to my theory saying that reginald you know put these babies in the the people the girls so that he could get the powers from whatever his home planet is maybe that's it i don't know just throwing that out there what else do i have in my notes um i laughed my butt off when diego's dumbass was like when they were like oh um lila's one of us he was like but she's not our biological sister right like dude none of y'all are biological anything like he is so stupid and he'd be cracking me up all the time he just always be dumb like he just ain't never not dumb i thought luther was stupid but i'm pretty sure they're both dumb as hell and five is right to treat them like that because they dumb um he probably be nicer about it but he ain't wrong um and i did i honestly didn't like the ending well not the ending ending like the last scene but the scene when they were all in the barn and the handler came in and killing them because that was so freaking predictable oh my god five still alive oh what what could possibly happen with a person that can time travel of course he rewind time that shit was so predictable and it kind of irritated me um that that scene happened i did like how the swedish guy shot the handler but the whole thing was so predictable like everything that happened I knew was gonna happen and to me when I can predict something I feel like that's pretty shitty because people surprise me all the time I'm not the best storyteller so when I can see things coming it's I feel like it's pretty obvious to everyone else as well um but I will say I wasn't surprised that they fucked up the timeline I am I'm, I'm interested to see how Ben is still alive. I would assume Reginald remember all of the ones from the 60s. And he was like, I'm not adopting these bitches. These motherfuckers get on my nerve. That's just my theory. <laughs> he was like, he don't want, I was like, I don't want no Allison. I don't want no Luther. I don't want no Klaus. Keep that Diego fool out of my fucking face. And Banya, I don't want her either. And since he never really saw Ben, Ben was the only one he kept. That's my theory. I'm, I'm putting a stamp on it so y'all know that was me um what else I want to talk about I want to talk about Diego and Lila that whole scene in the barn I wanted to throw up I wanted to barf all over my damn linens like 
they get on my nerve. I cannot believe that they're all in love and shit like that. Like, I, I feel like the angle would have been better to use if they just said something like, you know, we know where you're coming from. We know how it feels. Like, let us help you. The handler doesn't care about you. Our father didn't care about us, but we care about each other. Like, you can be a part of our family. But don't be like that bullshit talking about I love you and I want to protect you. Y'all can't love each other. Y'all know each other like 10 days. And most of the time, she was treated like shit, acting crazy. And then you find out she isn't crazy. She was literally plotting against you. She just drugged you and dragged you to the handler to join the commission. Like, what part of that relationship am I supposed to be rooting for? I'm, I'm confused. Please explain this to me. Ugh. That whole shit got on my nerve. Um, I think that's all. Oh, um, I know the scene about her parents being killed. I'm not sure. I don't feel like the handler ever confirmed it. I'm not sure. I wish they would have went into detail about, you know, exactly why the handler wanted her. So we could actually hear her say the words. But the way she was going out there trying to like swap out Lila for a Harlan, like that in itself was never even followed through. She clearly couldn't convince him to like come with her or calm down. So she changed her mind. I don't know. That whole barn scene, I didn't like. I feel like that was the reason I didn't enjoy this episode. Um, but overall, the ending was pretty awesome. Like we knew there was some some something going to be wrong with the timeline. So I will say that I'm all in for season three whenever that happens. But overall, it was not my favorite episode. Um, and the fact that it was a finale is probably what really irritated me the most. So that's all I got. Um, all I can think of as of right now. So hopefully this audio finds you well, Stina and Shy. Sorry, I'm sure I was rambling on and there were words in there that weren't quite right whatever (laughs) but so you know until next time love peace hair grease and black girl magic queen of the couch mimi out peace that was miss mimi who i think is giving herself way too hard of a time about how she sounds and messing up words and feedback i've told y'all this before I talk and ramble. If I allow myself to just ramble off for three hours straight, you guys would have the most (laughs) discombobulated podcast. Most of the time, if it wasn't for my notes, I would not be on track. But I think you both sounded wonderful. I love your voices. And I think you both did a fantastic job with your feedback. Uh, It being the first time you're doing audio some notes from uh your feedback (laughs) that you did not like this one as much as the the season one finale that's fair i could definitely see why you would feel that way i do think that the season one finale had a lot more going on and the stakes kind of naturally progressed there where it was kind of like um so we're the commission's coming after us and it could have been a big old battle downtown dallas But no, let's go to this farm where Harlan's freaking out and um, it's Vanya's fault because it's always fucking Vanya's fault. I will say Ellen Page is not my favorite character as well. Um, I like the actress. It does feel as if in the last five years she has aged at least 60. (laughs) 
plus years and that is a rude thing to say about another woman because we women care about our vanity but fuck it's really hard to not notice like I'm just thinking like I thought she was 14 the last time I saw her and now it looks like she is 50 and has been through not even 50 that's kind of cruel 45 and has been through a lot of questionable life choices I like her swag um she has a particular way of acting I liked her in Juno but she wasn't at that movie called Car Candy wasn't she she that's when she was a freaking uh was an actual kid in that and she showed nudity so I remember all of this being around Ellen Page um then she came out about her sexuality and sometimes those fans are like that like you know how and I can't judge them I'm the same way with black people sometimes I, I didn't with Naomi and in, in, uh Expanse I gotta call myself out on it when I do it but yeah sometimes we just defend radically despite you know maybe people having a point about your character because of the fact that they represent you so there are a lot of people out there in the lbgt and all the other alphabets stop fucking throwing shit at me i told (laughs) y'all i can't keep up (laughs) you barely keep up with our own shit but um you know that are that are just gonna stand her because you can't come for her because she represents us and that's fair um, I, I can't, I'm not going to throw anything about that. However, <laughs> she is the weakest link when it comes to this series. Sometimes she shows her cool powers and I like her powers, but yeah, I didn't give a shit about her and Va and Sissy. I didn't care about that relationship. The whole barn thing just went on so long, so long. Uh, Harlan, can you hear me? Let me go in here now. Can you hear me? <laughs> if you have a connection why can't you just connect you shouldn't even need to speak you should just have a telekinesis type of shit and then how the fuck did he get telekinesis so now you're going to my harps about the season and i or about the season finale i am with shy i forgot that shy was dragging that whole scene yes shy you were right to drag that whole damn scene where they were running (laughs) out in the open with no cover and no one got shot Never mind, he could have teleported them a while ago. Like, we're not going to make it. Oh, okay, I have powers. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I can see if you were getting caught up. Now, I watched this when I was in a very pleasant mood. (laughs) So I think your your criticisms are all valid. I just glossed over them because I didn't care as much that it lowered my enjoyment of the episode because at least I got the family dynamic shit. And that's mainly what I wanted more than story arc this season and that makes me happy so everything else like hey this shit really didn't make sense yeah I kind of didn't in season one either with the commission and all that but I let it roll because as long as it gave me something that connected to the endearingness of this family I was fine I will agree the I love you I mean yeah I think they have known each other for more than a few days well they never made it clear they never made it clear how long Lila was in the um the asylum with Diego he was stalking his house but yeah fair the I love you's don't need to come out this damn soon I'll protect you you can't protect yourself um I'm glad that you liked Lila's powers I kind of was like eh. I mean they're good for what they are I just wish they hadn't bust them out in the last like other than the one five scene maybe there were other scenes and i missed it there's that as well 
where there was some indication that she had someone else or that she was mimicking other people's powers but I don't know Lila never quite um and I think we're all on agreement to that to some extent didn't quite make it as a character we actually wanted to see (laughs) any any further and um you gonna drag my five scene though that was was it predictable sure sure you're totally right I honestly in the moment of the episode forgot that handler like I figured she was still trying to get Harlan to be on her team so it did surprise me (laughs) that she rolled in and shot everybody I did not see that coming but I could see how you would see it coming um being ever present of how this could go I was just uh, I have to say I was caught up and then yeah yeah of course he would be it was very contrived yes I agree there definitely was to hit this point this point this point this point to get to that point but you will never take away my sheer joy of seeing Aiden Gallagher go back in time with that swelling fucking instrumental music (laughs) with the voiceover in the background of Reginald Hargreaves and him remembering all of his back up off my boo okay (laughs) now that's me being the Ellen Page fan right now like I don't give a fuck if it didn't make sense she's amazing he's amazing um what else did you say uh oh about the kids that i said i wanted to address um those were all the same kids except for diego that's the one i honestly could not put my face like and granted i could have just ignored him the first time but i recall those kids from season one and i definitely remember luther and allison (laughs) i don't know why because i've seen that actor the kid that plays luther in a few things but i recognize luther i knew allison was the same i even knew um klaus was the same (laughs) and then when it got over to Diego I was like okay they may have recast him I will say they did a good job casting the young version of uh Ben it's also good job there even though how did he grow up they will never explain that shit you could die and still have growth (laughs) whatever (laughs) um I think that's enough thoughts on their feedback um the last thing we have to do tonight before we end our official uh goodbye to umbrella academy season two is to give out some very superlative awards the votes have been tallied the uh the applause has been waiting we are ready to roll out the red carpet and give out who we thought believed according to twitter who deserved these special recognition awards starting first we have best fight scene Everybody was kung fu fighting. Uh. And then th- I decided to do my own thing. <laughs> we had Diego versus Dad, UA versus Soviets, Lila Five, Diego versus the Swedes, or Five, the Fives versus Luther coming in 
for the win is Lila Five and Diego versus the Swedes. Next, we have the ship of the season. We had plenty of romance this year. So there were plenty of selections to choose from. There is Sissy and Vanya, Ray and Allison, Allison and Luther, Lila and Diego. And then we had Ben and Jill, as well as Klaus, a younger version of... I forgot what his name man's name is <laughs> it was in here on the thing but drum roll please the ship of season two belongs to ray and allison goodbye my lover goodbye my friend just too bad that romance will never quite pan out since she is in love with her brother favorite character who can we possibly pick for favorite character? There's so many. We have Diego, Allison, Klaus, Luther, Five, Elliot, who is our newcomer, Ben, Handler, Lila. Who won this year for favorite character? Drum roll, please. Five. And since we are in the mood to celebrate the standout individual, let's move on to MVP of the season. Our choices, folks, Herb, Five, The Swede, or Ben, coming in with a whopping sweep. It's Benny Boy. And since we are in the mood to give up our favorite things, let's jump into what is the favorite episode of season two. Our choices, the Majestic 12, 743, Valhalla, or viewer's choice. Turns out we all had the same thought going to 743. Although it was tied with the Majestic 12. See how I swung that around? I put the last vote on there, so they broke out even. Let's give it up for those episodes, which were both very fun. Now let's go to the LVP of the season, the person that is least valued. Does it go to Diego's hairpiece, the handler, the Swedes, or Luther? So <laughs> this one's funny because it was between the handler and luther but since i'm casting this last vote it is going to be given to the handler while i do feel that the poll numbers got it right with my last casting vote i'm really surprised diego's hairpiece did not get more votes it got zero percent are you serious it should definitely have been a close second next we have breakout star of the season who's that going to our choices lila elliot herb or case management drum roll please 
yeah i'm not doing that actually joe rosen um <laughs> our winner is the one we still pouring a 40 out for elliot you will be missed man i loved you so much and that awful shit you be baking up in your living room Last but not least we have favorite song there have been many many musical choices that season or this season that have inspired some of us to start googling kiss and seeing what else they got going on as well as a few other choices but this was a really strong soundtrack and there were a lot of really great standouts but there could only be one so before we do give out our last award for the umbrella academy awards i want to sign this off by saying it's been a great journey and if you want to have any lingering thoughts that you want to send you can send those to blackercouch at gmail.com my social medias will be below remember to share subscribe like run over to itunes leave a review or uh, rate the podcast it does help we will be bringing in Chernobyl to replace the Umbrella Academy, so check that out. My calendar will also, recording schedule calendar, will be on Twitter. You can find this podcast on Black Girl Couch Reviews on all good platforms that have podcasting. So our choices while we end out this episode were Backstreet's Back by the Backstreet Boys, My Way by Frank Sinatra, You Were Made for Lovin' by Kiss, and Major Tom by Tom Schilling. We'll just play this one on out. Set me up a dream Jokes, major